This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to Machine Learning. So, uh, think about a lot to talk about today other than uh, um, been contemplating uh, different uh, trends in data science and uh, kind of thinking about, you know, what uh, what areas will be impacted by uh, data science in terms of uh, in terms of uh, of impact. And uh, like yesterday we talked about HVAC and how those systems could adjust and uh well, one that's kind of been on my mind a little bit is smart highways, okay? So, um, uh, to build a smart highway would be somewhat expensive in terms of if you were to put like, uh, you know, like uh, signal processing that uh, was in the in the uh, road itself. So, for example, um, maybe you put up... Uh, for each one of the mile markers or something, you're putting up a signal that's kind of giving you an idea of where the road is, okay? So rather than, you know, the low-cost way, which is uh, have the uh, computer recognize what is a road and what is not a road, you have a more deterministic approach, which was, uh, you know, this is a turn area, this is a, uh, you know, this is this is where you are so you know like right now we can use maps but uh, what if you, if the road had intelligence too and so when you get to a turn area you know the computer knows exactly where to turn um, I know the speed limits um, you know the idea that you get a, a speeding ticket should be a thing of the past with technology that you know that you just push the uh, auto cruise and and it uh, safely drives you to your destination at the uh, at the designated required speed and so um, you know I guess you're gonna have people that want to drive faster than the speed limit and push those those uh, limits but you know it's unnecessary um, the other thing that that might be interesting with intelligent uh, assisted driving is why isn't the PDA uh, easily connectable to the car? And uh, while you're driving, it's it's analyzing your emotional state. You know, are you paying attention? Uh, are you looking off in the wrong direction while you're driving for too long a period of time? Uh, are you getting drowsy? You know, are you angry? You know, what suppose like. Uh, if uh, the machine can tell that you are in a rage, you know, like you're you just had a broke up, breakup or something, and you're really upset, and you're driving way too fast and endangering other people's lives, <clears throat> could the PDA uh, then take you, uh, you know, take in and uh, 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 warn people that you know that you're angry, that you 
there's an angry driver on the road. In Japan, uh, they have these, the system where the car changes color. If you're in a angry mode, it'll turn red. If you're in a calm mode, it'll turn blue. And so they know when there's someone on the road who's angry to stay clear of them. And maybe that's what all you want. You know, maybe as you're angry, you just want, you know, get people out of the way and, and get to wherever you want to go and then calm down. So these uh, alert systems are, are good. Now, the other thing it could be doing is, um, you know, Maps kind of does this, but it routes you to different navigation, depending maybe on risk. So um, if the roads are slick in certain areas, it can detect, you know, condition of the roads. Uh, but at the same time, why can't it just kind of probabilistically calculate where uh, roads might be uh, bad? Uh, like, for example, uh, in, for example, in the case of, uh, of, uh, of bad weather, you know, why can't it, uh, detect that, uh, that the road's conditions are, are, could possibly have ice and warn you that, uh, you're entering an area where it could possibly have ice. I know when I was uh, traveling from Idaho to Utah or Utah back to Idaho, a lot of times I would watch the temperature on my <coughs> car um, and then I would watch the semis. And the, interesting enough, the semis seemed to know where the bad weather conditions were and they would slow down. And that would be always an indicator to me that maybe the ro roads were bad, that their collective knowledge of driving these roads for doing long hauls um, had given them the experience of where to slow down, where to take it easy. And it's kind of like that. Why can't that knowledge be uh, incorporated the driving conditions, not just the semi drivers, but, you know, drivers as a large group and the deep learning learn in from uh, time series uh, what the general speeds are. And, and so then uh, you could then get an idea for that time of year and <clears throat> possibly weather conditions, uh, what the general speed would be uh, based on the deep learning network. So that's a, uh, something where you'd have to gather a lot of data from a lot of different drivers. But once you had that data, then the deep learning network could uh, give you recommendations. And so then, then uh, it would be interesting to see if you followed those recommendations, if you had a lower probability of uh, running off the road or an accident. So we live in a time where uh, we can learn from a large amounts of data and make predictions uh, on <clears throat> things that could impact us, the risk factors that could impact us. Um, well, okay, so when you look at, uh, I think what I was talking about uh, in terms of um, the other day, uh, what we were talking about uh, um, earthquake predictions, and, uh, you know, you could also maybe say apply that to stock market crash predictions, you know. What would be the factors to a stock market crash? Um, 
some some major news that uh, might indicate that uh, there could be a disruption in the economies, uh, such as war, uh, like when the United States um, became involved in after Iraq invaded Kuwait, then uh, there were <clears throat> there were disruptions in the world economy and in the U.S. economy. So. Um, those type of uh, disruptions were, were um, you know, expensive to the economy. It took a long time for uh, things to get producing again, back, back to normal production levels. The, the other thing that could be true is uh, <clears throat> when you look at uh, what could be disruptive to a company, you know, like a, a major event, a lawsuit, a uh, 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 a change of product, a consumer, bad review, uh, a recall. You know, maybe maybe it'd be interesting to see with uh, Toyota. It didn't seem like it hurt sales in Toyota, but uh, with their electronic brake on their um, Prius, uh, you know, what would uh, be the impact? You know, what would its impact in terms of sales uh, for those disruptions? You know. And uh, and um, Toyota in the past had been very careful about quality, you know. But then it did it shift its uh, emphasis uh, away from quality to brand, and uh, and then at the compromise of quality, have some issues in the engineering. So usually, uh, you know, from what I could understand of the Toyota pro uh, production process, is that uh, they. Uh, they, they stick with reliable systems. And so once you have a reliable engineered system, they stick with that. And uh, now with the increased emphasis on uh, electric cars, how many car companies will be announcing electric vehicles for the road? And uh, you know what technologies will they use? I think you, know, you can get a leaf for I would, I wouldn't guess, but probably in the mid twenty thousands, and uh, you know maybe it has a two hundred mile range. But now Tesla, with its batteries pushing up into the thousand mile range, uh, could you get a, a low entry cost Tesla for in the in the mid twenty thousands? I don't think so. I think it's still going to be uh, in the forty and fifty thousand dollar range. How are you're going to bring the uh, vehicles to the masses uh, for electric. And then let's suppose that uh, uh, you have this huge surge of people that are moving to electric vehicles. What would that mean to the power grid? And uh, so um, will electric power generation become more critical? Will coal again become a more key player as uh, the consumption of electricity increases. So if you had, a, let's say, a doubling of electricity, uh, could the system handle that increased load? Or would you have to begin changing uh, the designs? And would the power company uh, have the funding in, uh, to begin to change its infrastructure to the heavier loads um, on its system? Uh, 
you know, and then the other thing is, uh, you know, uh, cars as appliances. Um, when you get to work, will there be a bay of uh, recharge stations that you can uh, plug into? And then will the companies provide that electricity free or will there be a, uh, a deduction off your, your uh, pay? You know, it's always interesting to see how uh, changes like these uh, are going to be implemented, whether they'll be strongly influenced by government or if the free markets will drive the change. And then the big question is, is what, where is hydrogen? You know, where is the big, uh, uh, big uh, um, push for building hydrogen refilling stations? And, uh, you know, the fuel cell ta stack technology has become very efficient. The cost of uh, building a fuel stack now is comparable to an internal combustion engine. And so now the, the only issue would be the uh, hydrogen refilling, you know. And uh, why does it have to be in gaseous form? Why couldn't it be in liquid form and have an onboard reformer? using heat to release the hydrogen. So, uh, you know, with the big push for environmental, uh, I think there's gonna be more pressure on the car companies than ever to uh, make a change away from the inter internal combustion engine. And, uh, you know, I was just thinking about the big trucks. Uh, you know, one of the, the largest uh, markets and one of the most expensive markets uh, for consumers is, you know, trucks uh, ranging anywhere between 50000 to $100,000 plus dollars for a truck. And, um, you know, the fuel efficiencies definitely have not got up above 30 miles to a gallon. Even with the high compression diesels, you know, you're still in the mid-25 miles per gallon. So how do you... Uh, uh, get the same level of power and torque, but move it away from uh, carbon-based fuels uh, and uh, still m maintain that level of performance. Uh, even with the GM truck that they're announcing, the electric truck there, um, what will be its range? You know, suppose it only has a 300-mile range. How long would uh, the batteries on that truck take to... Uh, to be replenished. So you're gonna have, uh, are you gonna need 400 watt uh, or 400 volt uh, recharge stations or 220 watt uh, or volt uh, recharging stations? Or, you know, if you just only have 110, uh, what what will that mean? And, you know, uh, so again, that's why I, I say even for, for big trucks, Hydrogen makes more sense in its refueling, uh, especially if you can get uh, uh, higher energy production than diesel, and you can get uh, you know great uh, comparable efficiency in the usage. Uh, you have that replenishable fuel system that has an unlimited uh, source of fuel, and uh, and produces no carbon. So, 
uh, most of the, you could say most of the, the hydrogen that's produced in the United States is from natural gas. So, but you can produce hydrogen from coal, uh, methane. There's a, a rich abundance of methane on the, on along the ocean coastlines in certain areas. Uh, you, uh, you could take oil to hydrogen, coal to hydrogen, water to hydrogen. And so, you know, hydrogen really is a, a great uh, fuel source. Very abundant, very cheap. And, uh, you know, if we're entering into a time of war and instability and fighting, it's really kind of amazing that the society or civilization could decay or collapse under the complexity of its uh, bureaucracies and infrastructure when we are on the verge of so many great breakthroughs that could liberate so many people out of poverty, you know. Uh, I, I, I'm really looking for a group who uh, has stopped, thought, and prayed about where they want to go in life and, uh, and what kind of impact that would have on the, and what kind of impact that they're hoping to have on the world. Um, and that would be excited to share ideas with, with that group because I think that they would have the faith and courage to, to make a difference in this world.